Hello, it's Friday, September the 16th. You're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northcore Grains. My name's Jeffrey Guy. I'm one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by the big kahuna himself. Well, hello, Jeff. Thank you for inviting me. It's uh, nice to be together with you on a beautiful, sunny Friday afternoon. Beautiful. And if anybody doesn't know who the big kahuna is, that's Dwight Foster. So let's get right into the markets, Dwight, here. This week was... Uh, Another volatile week, but uh, when we go from the start to the end, corn was flat, basically down a dollar across the board. Wheat, or not wheat, soybeans, I guess, were the star this week. We closed up about $18 here on new crop uh, soybeans, which harvest is just right around the corner. Wheat was, uh, spring wheat was up a few dollars, five dollars. Winter wheat down about five dollars. But uh, well, Jeff, you know, you talk about volatility every week. What do you call it when soybeans have a run like that? You must have a better word than just volatile. Well, it was a positive week for soybeans, but it sure uh, was. It showed eighteen dollars. You said it was a positive day on Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. So soybeans skyrocketed on Monday. They were up seventy six cents a bushel. Tuesday morning, they were up another 21, 22 cents. So pretty much a dollar a, a dollar a bu- or a dollar a bushel, 35, 36 dollars a ton up by Tuesday morning. So there are some reasons for that. Well, now what would it cause that, Jeff? Well, Monday we had uh, a couple different USDA reports. Every Monday there's the weekly crop progress report. That come out always comes out late in the day, so that that was supportive for row crops. Uh, supportive in that they're giving their good, to excellent ratings. Went down for like three three weeks in a row, I think, something like that. So as those ratings go down, that should be supportive prices. But there was the other report come out, the monthly stocks report. It's called a WASDA report by the USDA. Now, a lot of the talk before that report was that it was going to be a supportive corn day. A lot of the analysts were looking for some big decreases in corn yields and stuff, and we thought corn might go wild that day. Well, they did decrease corn yield by about two and a half bushels. They decreased acres harvest, which was a bit of a surprise by close to a million acres. You know, you think that was pretty supportive, but the analysts are going to say, that was already priced in. Yeah, we we were talking about that last Friday. You know, are these markets already reacting pre yeah. pre report movements? So those ones were priced in. Corn did close up uh, ten eleven cents on Monday. Soybeans were the big star on Monday, though. They soybeans surprised the market. They uh, surprised the analysts. They decreased acres by about five hundred thousand acres. But they took the yield from 51.9 bushels across the U.S. down to 50.5, decrease of 1.4. The market was probably looking for about a half a bushel decrease or maybe a half a bushel increase even somewhere. Right. So they did this decrease. Soybeans took off. We already said they were up uh, 76 cents a bushel on Monday. Tuesday morning, they were up a little over 20 cents. And so tell me right there, how many people were in a position with a target order to take advantage of that? Because it, as fast as it went up, it came down, didn't it, Jeff? That's about it. Because uh, so soybeans did hit a high of seven oh two or seven oh three here Tuesday morning. Wow. We did have uh, some target orders in. People hit at seven hundred dollars, but you know we had some people <laughs> that, as prices pulled back on Tuesday, 
put target orders back in at $700. Yeah. And unfortunately, those ones haven't hit yet. Unfortunately, the ship has sailed. For for now. Yeah. For now. Because so prices started pulling back Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for soybeans. For, for corn, things kind of pulled back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they little rally today, pretty much the same in the week. But so... What do you think helped pull the prices back this week, Dwight? Well, that word recession, we keep talking about it, Jeff, and interest rates and what's going on. And yeah, I, you, you tell me what you're thinking about this. So as things have been slower in the States, you know, their, uh, their gasoline consumption has been lower. Their ethanol consumption has been lower in the States. They're, they're not driving around as much. And they're not spending as much money. So that means they're, they get thinking about a recession in the States. They say things are too costly. So and how they fight higher prices is by increasing interest rates to make things more expensive, it seems like. But it actually does slow down the economy. So the U.S. Federal Reserve was looking at, or the analysts thought they were looking at a 75 basis point increase. Uh, I think it's next Wednesday, the 21st, they meet. Uh, if you remember last week here, the Canadian, uh, uh, our bank of Canada increased our rates by 75 basis points, kind of a preemptive strike before the U S did. Now there's a lot of talk. The U S might go up a hundred basis points and you know, that's a big increase. And what happens? So around the world, the, the U S dollar is at about a 20 year high against, uh, the, basket of currencies um, it keeps increasing in value as I think interest rates are going up now other countries end up increasing their interest rates to react to it it's a, a snowball effect and it's hard to know where it's going to stop and so it's people talk about a recession they talk about cutting back spending managed money gets in a risk off feeling so like the U.S. stock market's down a couple points this week Manage money, they get. They think there's more risk out there, so they pull back, and they end up pulling back money out of our commodity markets too, and that's basically one of the big reasons why everything pulled back as the week went on. Well, I want our our listeners to know, Jeff, that I don't believe <clears throat> that it's the spending of the farmers or the general public that's causing this huge inflationary push. I, I firmly believe and I fault the federal government for all their spending and they are the catalyst which caused this uh, economic issue and they are the sole reason, the biggest reason why we're seeing interest rates being pushed the way they are. Well it's definitely government spending has been a big catalyst and not just in Canada but in a lot of the western worlds or western nations they've uh, they spent so much money through COVID, just threw money at everything they could. It seemed like other than the farmers in Canada, so they kept throwing money at them. And uh, I think I actually saw a headline today of the jobs created in Canada last year, something like eight out of 10 of them were in the public service. They like, they were just like just yeah, more I mean, government there, money there could be eight spent. out of ten today in the in the private service private industry where you know everybody's looking for help these days so 
you know, that would be the, the real fixes to get people working for the private industry. Definitely most uh, would be a great thing to keep going for sure. So we look, so things did pull back. Soybeans, you know, soybeans pulled back about half of what they were up. So they, they were up uh, near $40. They end up closing up $18 for the week. Still a good price. Wheat prices, you know, being down a little bit. Wheat, to, you know, we, I guess we were going to talk about Russia and the Ukraine. We were going to talk about wheat, you know. The, uh, nothing really new on that side. Well, no, I guess it's new. They say the Ukraine really has pushed back Russia and they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, they're they're winning. That's what the media is telling us anyways. <laughs> That's great. Just sounds like if uh, the States and Germany and everybody will keep pounding in lots of or keep pouring in lots of uh, arm, munitions, munitions and yeah. the different things for them that they, they stand a chance in there when... Hopefully Russia doesn't get too desperate, and you know. So Putin had or Putin had his meeting with Z and a few other leaders here at the end of this week, kind of waiting to hear if there's any anything major coming from China into Russia now on this side to support their army because they're the talk is that they're short on supplies also. It's kind of funny we're doing a grains matter chatter and I'm talking about the supplies for armies in Russia and yeah. Ukraine. Well, let's talk about the exports of Russia and Ukraine in, in grains. Not a lot of news this week. Uh, I think you've read something there, Dwight, about the Ukraine exports. Yeah, maybe a third of what uh, we were they would be expecting to be moving out is, is what's being loaded. And, and apparently a lot, of these, uh, a lot of these ports have been bombed and to the point where the, the, the grains and that which were in storage are are destroyed so it's not like you can clean it up and and put it on a boat it's just these bombs are just destroying them so it's it's not a good situation it's we wish things were different there but we're going to continue to hear different news about their exports for sure you know like i think we talked last week they figure their plantings of winter wheat and that are going to be down i think again that was about 30 percent this year compared to last year so it's, that's one of those things time will tell and the poor fellows over there, it's the whole, you know, they have a fight. They're, they're at war killing each other, but they still, they have this trade agreement to keep exports flowing. Like that just is yeah. weird, weird. So, so we'll, I'm sure we'll have another update next week about Russia and the Ukraine. We should talk a little more about the soybean market here because it was the star this week going up though even though it's pulling back so i think i wrote today too how soybean prices they're getting to be like corn prices we always talked about as oil crude oil went up that supported the corn market because of ethanol now as crude oil changes the soybean prices it seems to be more directly related right now to crude oil than uh than corn prices have which is interesting to say the least but soybeans what was the big news out of Brazil this week? Well, uh, that was uh, their uh, their production is just skyrocketing down there. I've heard that sugarcane fields are being plowed down, and I don't know how much of the Amazon, but uh, 
Apparently they're really, really looking to expand their soybean acreage down there. And what's the number you're saying that it's up? Uh, 151 million tons of soybeans projected for this wow. crop year coming up. Right. That's about 26 million more than the one we're just finishing. And if we go back to 2010, which is, you know, 12 years ago, they produced 75 million tons. So double their production since 2010. Wow, that's that's... Well, that's probably back in 2010. I bet you that's uh, that's the same as what the U.S. and Brazil were putting out together. They're doing it all themselves now. It's just uh, just amazing there. So, anyhow, that's those are big numbers. So, we know China is a big importer of soybeans. USDA did decrease the Chinese import number by a million tons. Last Monday, I think from 97 million down to 96 million tons. But um, the economic data coming out of China, you know, they've had all these COVID lockdowns. What was it? How many people were locked down in yeah. August? Yeah, a third of the country, yeah, wasn't that what roughly it Roughly a third of their country, around 70 different cities. Oh. And uh, so their economic data is a little stronger than what people were thinking. There's, they still are having GDP growth and that, but it's much lower than pre-COVID. But there's still demand in China for, for soybeans, and looks like Brazil wants to supply them with it. So They're just waiting for us to get harvesting to start booking big, big uh, boatloads, Jeff. And remember, China did make an agreement with Argentina. Oh, that was on corn, actually. They were going to start importing corn from Argentina now, too. So on the corn side, you know, we've already said how the corn harvest has started in the U.S., but corn market seems to be in a bit of a wait-and-see mode, probably watching what does come out of the Ukraine and that. We've already talked about soybeans and wheat, so let's, what's happened locally? So the wheat harvest. Oh, that's pretty well getting wrapped up locally. Yeah, it's pretty much wrapped up. We're still accepting some spring wheat here at the elevator. People are cleaning up uh, stuff out of their grain bins and wagons and that and uh, what other harvest are we going to have well soybeans are just around the corner how close are they well there's some soybeans having combined here in eastern ontario so if the weather stays nice we've got some customers might be combining on the weekend definitely next week here wow that's that's sooner than i thought so it uh yeah here we are september 16th yeah, before the end of September, there'll be lots of soybeans brought into the to the elevator. Well, Get those bins cleaned out. So, <laughs> is 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 that all you got to say for this week, Jeff? I think that's about enough here. So, I'd like to sign off and say wish everybody a very happy weekend, and uh, we look forward to talking again next week. Sounds great. Ditto for me. Bye for now, everybody.